This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. They bleeds to Arkansas. Morning, Chuck. Morning, guys. How you doing? Well, not great. Game didn't go according to a lot of people's plans on Saturday. I'd say there were some points where you felt like you had some life and it got taken away. What What was your overall take of the game Saturday? Oh, I thought Mississippi State was in control from start to finish, just to be very honest with you. There was, um, you know, it was a bad start. They jumped out to a big lead early, and, you know, Arkansas was behind the eight ball, and I just thought it was a – I thought it was a personnel issue all day. I, I thought everything they did offensively centered around the fact that they didn't have their starting quarterback, and I thought everything they did defensively centered around the fact that they were depleted in the secondary, and it was just a, uh, it was a rough day. You know, Mississippi State's hitting their stride right now, I think. I think that's part of it, too. I think they played a team that's really hitting its stride. They have dismantled. Texas A&M and Arkansas two weeks in a row. I mean, they were dominant at home two straight weeks, and uh, Mississippi State's good right now. They're playing really well, and um, you know, Arkansas just ran into a good team, and Arkansas didn't give themselves a chance to win. Certainly found out what K.J. Jefferson's worth to your team. Oh, I think so, and I think you look around college football, and you see what the starting quarterback's worth to their teams are. I mean, I watched Alabama and A&M Saturday night, and Alabama's a shell of themselves offensively without Young. And, you know, Texas A&M had made the decision to go with Johnson, and, 
you know, he was he was more serviceable, I think, than the guys they've got left, King and that freshman who, uh, you know, by all accounts may be the future of their program at that position. But, you know, I, I, I thought that was a game that was close and competitive, but it really wasn't all that well played. Um, and that centered around the fact that the quarterbacks weren't there. You look what happened to Kentucky. You know, Kentucky played without Will Levis at home, and South Carolina came in and beat them. That's four quarterbacks, four, you know, three of them that are really good. And, um, you know, that's four starting quarterbacks that didn't play this past Saturday night, and it just had a profound effect on their teams. And, um, you know, it's, it's when you don't have your guy back there. And, you know, you were talking about the, the goal line situation a minute ago. I was listening to you. You were talking about the pass that Hornsby made, and then they, 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 they couldn't get in when, when Rocket got stopped. You know, that's, a, that's probably the situation in the game where I would say they missed K.J. Uh, number one, he hits that throw. Uh, and number two, nobody, you know, I don't know exactly the sequence of events down there on the field, but the bottom line is they didn't pick up that guy coming in off the edge. And I think that's something your starting quarterback probably picks up and is, 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 is directing, so to speak, when you see him there at the line of scrimmage moving around and, and, and calling the blocking. I, I think in that situation, having your starting quarterback was the difference in scoring and not scoring. And those, you know, that was a critical moment. The game started with a kickoff out of bounds. The, the, the defensive line had jumped off sides. They had three penalties in that first drive that State didn't waste a lot of time scoring their first touchdown. When, when you see a team have that rough a start by, you know, basically shooting themselves to the foot with three unforced errors. What does that tell you about where the team's at that day? Well, it tells you that you're really off to a bad start and you better answer. And I think we knew going in Arkansas was going to have to score some points. I'm not, frankly, surprised that Mississippi State scored on their first possession. I'm surprised kind of in the way it happened. I mean, you don't think Bates is going to kick it out of bounds. You don't think you're going to jump off sides and have three penalties on the opening drive. You don't think that. You don't think you're going to basically gift it to them. But I'm not surprised they scored. The difference, I thought, was Arkansas just wasn't able to answer. And before you know it, I mean, you're down 21 to nothing. And, you know, at that point, you're, you're, you're counting on them making some mistakes. And they're playing really well right now, and they're not making any mistakes. Let's take some calls this morning, 877-377-6963. Big Mike's in Waldron. Go ahead, Big Mike. Well, it didn't go away, I hope, but it went back the way I thought it would. You know, I don't think Cade ever started nowhere, and Malik hasn't played that much. But we found out one thing. Malik can throw the ball. Well, he did it points. You know, he can't throw the short. He did it points, I mean, but he also missed some, some key throws that maybe would have changed Yeah, the short that. passes, he needs the... Uh, he needs the Tolomansky school to throw in short passes, that's for sure. Because <laughs> he, can't, he can't do that. Maybe have Joe Montana on there or something. But as for the defense, they ain't got enough players. And uh, he has a different philosophy about his defensive line than I do. But that he's got a reason for doing that. But I think they played as hard as they could. I'll talk to you all later. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, big Mike. You need to win in Provo this week. And I know we talked about kind of leading up to this Mississippi State game. A lot of fans' thoughts, but you can't afford to drop four straight games, be three and four heading into the bye week. That just will not sit well, I don't think, with that football team. 
Well, it wouldn't sit well with anybody. I mean, they need a win. When you've lost three in a row, you need a win. However you get it. I mean, if you get a one-point win, you run to the plane, get home. <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of how it is right now. I mean, you yeah. take you take what you can get. If you can get a one-point win, you're happy to have it. Hey, and BYU needs one. They lost to Notre Dame. Absolutely. So it, it's an important game for both teams for maybe somewhat different reasons. But I just think Arkansas, you know, we're going to see a different football team, Chuck, because the assumption, at least at this point, is that K.J. will be back. Sounds like he's going to be. Sounds like he's going to be back for the game. And that does change everything. I mean, it's uh, it's important to have your guy out there. And, you know, the caller was talking about Malik a few minutes ago. He said, we know Malik can throw. And he's right. We know Malik can throw. Um, you know, what he's got to develop now is, is passing ability. There's a difference between being a thrower and a passer. He's a thrower right now. He heaved that ball down the field. Stevens made a great catch, and that was a great play. And, man, they needed it at that time. Uh, but he also missed that throw at the goal line in a critical moment. And the guy couldn't have been more wide open. And there was a swing pass to Rocket that, you know, if he floats it out there, Rocket's got a lot of green in front of him. But he threw a bullet, and Rocket couldn't catch up to it. Now, I'm not being critical. I, I mean, there's no question that Malik came in and injected life. And, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been as competitive as it was without him. But... You know, there's still situations where he's got to get better, and he knows that, and that's, that's, that's why he's not the starter yet. There's also two interceptions thrown in the right. game, too. So we can't and, and, and look, I, I mean, in fairness to all these guys, all the backups that played in the secondary, and some of them played out of position, and the backup quarterbacks, and, you know, they, they ended up shuffling a little bit on the offensive line, too. And so, um, you know, you've, you've, you've got some guys that were – you know, they were overmatched. I don't know how else to put it. They were, you know, they were put in spots that they didn't have the best chance to succeed, and that's just kind of what happens when you're down, guys. All right, let's take another call. J.W. in London. Go ahead, J.W. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I know it seems for me to be the, the big dog slinking around the room in here, but everybody seems to be willing to give the coaching staff a pass on this and I'm not sure that that's – I don't think that that's right. I think – and don't say what changes would I make if I was in charge. I'm not in charge. I don't have the kind of money. But this doesn't – the coaching is not just the game. It's from, you know, the day after through Monday and all that. And it seems like everybody's willing to say, oh, we got the best offensive, defensive coordinator, and we do have the best head coach. There's not a doubt in my mind. But there's some accountability there all the way down to the staff that I just think needs to be addressed, and, and I'm hoping they're addressing it. And I'm not off the bandwagon by any means. I love this team. Uh, I love the heart and soul of it. But I just feel like they don't get a pass. Just because they got injury problems, with, they don't get a pass. Well, nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets a pass, and, and that's a fair statement. Um, you know, I don't know from a personnel standpoint, I, I don't, I don't know what they could have done a whole lot differently Saturday. I think one of the frustrating things about a game like this is, you know, you get beat in pretty much all phases. You're looking for somebody to blame. I, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you're looking for something to blame, somebody to blame. And, um, Hey, look, everything, you know, the buck stops with the head guy and he'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, the position coaches are the same way. I mean, the buck stops with them. And, 
Um, but, you know, Saturday was just a day where, I mean, some days you just get your butt kicked. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. Some days you just get your butt kicked, and that's what happened. J.W. used the word accountable. Everybody wants to hold everybody else accountable. The officials need to be held accountable. The, the coaches need to, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what fans want or actually know Blood. what they mean. Blood. They, we want to be held accountable. You know what? What, what does accountable mean? Well, you, you they know. want someone to blame. Yeah. You know, they. I, That's exactly I mean, it. They want somebody to blame. And, and look, I'm not being critical. I'm the same way. I'm upset that the Cardinals got swept in the playoffs. I'm blaming John Mozalak right now. I mean, I'm blaming their general manager. I'm a fan of him. No different than somebody that's a Razorback fan. And um, I get it. You know, you want somebody to blame. You want someone to put the loss at the feet of. But sometimes it's just not that simple. Yeah. Hey, if you're doing some cold water bass fishing or you're headed to the White River or the Norfolk River to try to reel in that trophy brown or that big uh, that big rainbow you've been after, take along the Smithwick original suspending rattling rogue. It's been famous for over 100 years for that famous rolling action that can work in a slow or a heavy current. The rogue suspends and stays in the strike zone longer, allowing you to catch more fish. Find the Smithwick Original Suspending Rattling Rogue at Walmart, Bass Pro Shops, Academy, LureNet.com, and tackle stores all over the place. Chuck, you referenced KJ potentially coming back for Provo. Here's what Coach Pittman said about that on Saturday. He's had some running and some things that, that they have to test, you know what I mean? He just hasn't been hit. So I think we can bump him around a little bit, you know, even tomorrow and and have him cleared, cleared for Monday. That was the plan after Thursday when we're going. You know, he had a little bit of a headache on Thursday and a mild headache, and I'm going, okay, that's I'm not doing it. It sounded like during his press conference, guys, that KJ is going to be able to play BYU, but concussions, you just never know. Well, you don't know until you get there. I'm, I mean, he was talking about – you know him taking contact, and and that's the uh, that's the thing right there. And it's such a uh, boy. It's a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance when you deal with a head injury. I mean, we're we're seeing it every week now in football at all levels. And it's a, um, uh, but it does sound like he's going to play Saturday. Well, I'm going to tell you that you know when it became apparent that Fortin wasn't going to be able to drive the the offense the way you needed, and then Hornsby comes in, and then he goes into the tent. Chuck, that, that made my stomach turn. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, it's – I won't use the word epidemic, but, again, you know, we're talking about a lot of these quarterbacks that are being out. And the thing about, you know, football now is they want a running quarterback. And, you know, they want a big running quarterback. And a guy like K.J. and some of the others, I mean, they can, they can administer the punishment on a collision, but – well, you take that helmet on helmet stuff, and sometimes it's a you know it's a whole different deal. I mean, it's not John Rutledge territory, but when Hornsby, when you were unsure about <laughs> well, what Hornsby's uh, going to be uh, his availability the rest see, of the day, whoo. you don't want to see Riley Acebo. Oh. Is that his name, Chuck? Oh. I think. Well, here, here's 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 the thing that happened there. I mean, look, Mississippi State smelled blood in the water. I mean, they knew. Without KJ in there and with Fortin making his first start, I mean there was blood in the water, and they were coming after him on at every opportunity early on. I mean we watched it. Clay made a good point on the podcast. He said, you know, if you've got a quarterback that you really respect, you know, you're going to drop back on defense. You're going to pay your respect, so to speak. If you've got a guy that you think you can you can disrupt, you go after him, and that's what they did with Fortin. And all the pressure was coming up the middle. Pittman talked about this after the game. That's why Hornsby was so effective on that first play from scrimmage when they ran the option because all the pressure had been coming up the middle. 
And so they made that adjustment. They put Hornsby in there, and and and, and things began to go better offensively. But, um, you know, I was kind of worried about Fortin there for a minute. You're talking about Hornsby's head injury. I thought there for a second they were going to take Fortin's head off. Yeah, and, you know, and you, you talk about Hornsby coming in and kind of balance things out when he hit what was that a 52 yard run he yeah hit he really ran that option he and ran wide you saw i mean that that's what everybody that clamors and says more horns be more horns be more horns be in this offense that's that flash that that everyone sees again and that's why everybody's so enamored with this guy i think that he is a guy that is a feast or famine guy right now because he's not a polished quarterback yet he will make the spectacular play and, I mean, I don't see how anybody can't get excited Watch, I mean, he looked like Quinn Grovey. You know, I mean, that was a great run that he made. And, but at the same time, you also get the throw at the goal line. Yeah. So you get feast or famine with guys like that. They are spectacularly good, or sometimes they'll make a throw, and it's like, well, how did he miss that guy? And that's sort of what you get with a player like that. But there's no doubt when he comes in the game – there is life injected, and that's what happened Saturday. So let me let me ask you about that because people were angry. Why didn't he start to begin with? Well, Pittman and Bryles can only do what's in front of them in practice, and the same can be said about Fletcher, who I, I assume has been out kicking Bauer in practice, but Bauer comes in and kicks like a 53-yard punt, his first punt in there, and so they can only do what they're watching in front of them, right? Well, I mean, you know, we talk about – and, and we use that all-encompassing term, adjustments. How come they didn't make any adjustments? Well, you know, playing Hornsby the rest of the way and putting Bauer in. I mean, those are in-game adjustments. And I know people thought maybe it came too late. But I'm going to tell you guys, wouldn't have mattered if they'd started Hornsby and it wouldn't have mattered if they'd started Bauer. They'd have still gotten beat Saturday. Or KJ, that's what you—that's the question you posed to me. Yeah. If KJ plays, I still think that they didn't play, or still would have lost on Saturday. Well, you don't know. I mean, that's just one of those things you'll never know. I, I think what's what what kind of we opened the show with, Chuck, and I know again they lost Jane Johnson and Kari Johnson. I think in the first half of that game, but Rogers picked them apart on Saturday, and Pittman got asked why didn't they do something different. I mean, at that point in the second half, don't you just try and bring the house? And I know you just referenced about what Clay said, but, I mean, they're getting killed. Well, in one I, thing. I mean, think about what you're saying there, Ty. I mean, you're losing Kari Johnson and Jaden Johnson in the first half. You're down to the Culls in the secondary, mm -hmm. and you're going to bring the house? I mean, you can't do that. You, what you've got to do every play, what you've got to do every play, what gives us the best chance to win this play? Now, they didn't have very many good options. What gives us the best chance to win this play? Now, we saw, and I'll use Alabama as an example. Alabama can bring the house because they got NFL corners. I mean, they got Kool-Aid. You know, they got five stars all over that secondary. They can bring the house. If Arkansas had brought the house, I mean, the truth is they might have scored 60. And that's just, I mean, you're picking your poison right there. Yeah. When it doesn't work, you're thinking, well, why don't you try something else? Well, because something else might even be worse. Yeah. And that's just where they were. This was a personnel issue. This was not an adjustment. This was not a situation where, well, why don't they try something else? Um, there were no good options there. They were getting their butts kicked, and there just weren't any good options. I keep coming back to the, one of the basic foundations, and it's just math and football. 
Arkansas rushed three. That means they had eight guys to cover as many as five eligible receivers, and you weren't able to do that with eight. So how could you do better with seven? You can say, well, Tommy, they would get more pressure with one extra. Really? Would Not they? on a two- or three-step drop. Exactly. So That's what they? makes they Mississippi State so hard to stop. Eight. They couldn't cover five well, with eight. And, 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 and look at the play that over and over and over again just killed the Razorbacks. It was that little shovel pass, mm -hmm. which was essentially a draw play. Mm -hmm. It was essentially a delay. Zach Williams was, was one I remember specifically. He didn't necessarily make a bad play. There were others either. As soon as they come upfield, as soon as they turn and go for that quarterback, he's shoveling that thing to that running back, and there's nobody there. And so, I mean, again, you're picking your poison. You can say, well, why don't you come? Well, when they tried, they shoveled that ball to that running back, and it turned into a 15-yard gain. They were just getting out personnel. They, they just got beat. Yeah. And so if it that, wasn't that, they were flipping it out in the flat to the check down and – I mean, it's easy to say, why, did, you know, why don't you try something else? I mean, it's easy to say, well, what you're doing right now is not working. What do you got to lose? But that's a sophomoric argument. I mean, let's be candid here. I mean, again, every play as a coordinator, you've got to call the play that gives you the chance to win that play. The best chance. We didn't have very many good chances. I mean, our best chance wasn't that great. But it was still better than bringing the house every play. I mean, it just is. So does that just come back to recruiting? Is that oh, Ty, there? it just comes back to the fact that you had a bunch of guys out of the ball game. I mean, you know, certainly it's personnel. And, yeah, you got to go out and you got to hit the recruiting trail. And I guess the lesson here is you better be three deep in the secondary. But I don't know any team in America that could lose what they have lost in the secondary and not be handcuffed defensively. Not a single one. Not even Alabama or Georgia. It was back to the lack of free agency. When you, you need some hey, well, right. You can't go sign guys. <laughs> I mean, nobody plans on bringing it. I mean, did you plan on having Sam Mbake move to a cornerback spot this year? Of course not. I mean, but that's kind of how football works. You end up going with what you got. So as we sit here on a Monday halfway through the season, do we just sit here and take it at this point in the secondary? Well, it's, no. It's not it's over. Not, I mean, you may get some I of mean, these guys God, back. But, the but, season's halfway done. Let's not determine the worth of everything today. I, I know that, but it, it sounds like that we don't really have an option at this point based on what well, you guys you gotta are got to get some of these guys I, I know Slusher needs to come back. I don't know the status of Jaden Johnson and Kari Johnson. You'll probably hear that from Pittman today, but it, just, it sounds you like... You coach them up. You try to get better every day. Yeah. You game plan for your opponent every week. You throw the guys out there. You coach them Monday through Thursday. You get on the plane Friday, and you play Saturday. You give it the best you got. Yeah. And that's what they did Saturday. Wasn't good enough. Hopefully they'll improve this week and they'll play better Saturday and it will be good enough. Maybe I'm just, uh, maybe this is the Schaeferian view, but I, I'm just a believer that KJ's mere presence and being available to his team makes everybody on that team better. So the defense will get better just by KJ being back because they believe in their chance to win better because their leader is there. And while he won't Every, take one snap on the other side, Chuck, his presence on offense will make the defense better intrinsically. Oh, no question. When you've got your st when you're starting quarterbacks out, it changes everything you do: offense, defense, special teams, everything. So him being there, I think uh, this Saturday we're we're presuming and assuming, but I think it's that's a safe assumption based on what the coaches say. That will that will be a rising tide that will lift all of the boats uh, this weekend. 
Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Not a lot of positives to take out of Saturday, but one being bumper pool surpassed Tony Boo as the all-time leading tackle at Arkansas. Here's Sam Pittman on a star linebacker. He's hurt all the time. You never hear it, but he is. And people go, well, we miss that tackle. Hell, you would be too if you felt like bumper pool. But he's tough. He's the best we got. I mean, he he's doing great, or he wouldn't be out there. Something he'll his kids will be able to say forever until somebody else breaks it. He he kind of added that in, but can anyone break it with the amount of games that so. he's been? You brought that up, Tommy. You don't think anyone's going to touch it? I mean, he's had the benefit of of extra games and extra years because of the COVID situation. Chuck four four fifty four seventy five wherever he ends up. I don't think that's a, a record that'll ever get touched. Yeah, I mean he's got half the season left, so he's 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 going to add to that. I mean Bumper's a great player, and he's a grown man. I mean he really is. I mean when you're around him, he's he's more mature than a lot of forty five year olds that I know, and uh, he's a uh, he's a grown up already. And just the way he carries himself, the way he leads the team, um, he's he's a special guy. I had the unique vantage point of sitting behind his parents and his sister when he broke down. They were jumping up and down. I was like, why are they jumping up and down? We're losing by three touchdowns. And then I noticed pool on the back of all their shirts. I was like, oh, Bumper just broke the record. Well, you know, one thing to think about there, and, and I mean, it wasn't just Bumper that came from Texas and invested in Arkansas. That whole family did. I mean, Maddie works there, his sister, and, and she's not, I mean, Sometimes you can get your foot in the door because of who you know or who you're related to, but you don't stick because of that. I mean, she's stuck because she's good at what she does, and that family's invested in our program, and they've invested in our state, and, um, you know, I hey, I don't blame them for being from Texas and investing in Arkansas. That's a pretty good investment in my book, but they've certainly done that, and, and, and that, that whole family bleeds Razorback Red. I think she works in is still in the recruiting office. Is that yep. correct, Chuck? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's what I thought. Hey guys, let me take this in a different direction just for a second. If we got a minute, you know, people are talking about the worth of the season and throw it in the towel and we're done and all this stuff. I'm hesitant to say that the toughest part of the schedule is behind them because you never really know. But you know, when Alabama's behind you, it's reasonable to say the toughest part of your schedule may be behind you. Look at what this team's got coming up. And consider the way the schedule flipped at the end of last season. 
They lost three in a row last year and finished nine and four. Why? Because they caught fire and they won the winnable games in the second half. Look at BYU. From there, they go to Auburn. They've got Liberty at home. They've got LSU at home. They've got Ole Miss at home. And then they've got a game at Missouri to wrap up the season. I think those are all winnable games. I think those are the type games you can play and get on a run. That's what happened last year. I don't think they're worse necessarily. You know, I don't think you look at this team and you say, boy, you know, they're not as good as last year. They got some deficiencies. But my point is the schedule is going to flip. And these games are going to be much more winnable. You cannot project the balance of the rest of the season based on what you saw Saturday. So many people want to do that. Several called into the postgame show, you know, you know, we're not going to win another game this season. You can't base it on what you saw Saturday because the matchups become different this week because K.J. Jefferson's back is the first example. No doubt about it. I mean, when you get your starting quarterback back, everything changes all over the field. I mean, you know, I, I was thinking – during the game on Saturday, I was, you know, I can recall 1998 as if it's yesterday. Now, last week's a different, you know, that's a different story, but I can recall 98 pretty vividly when Todd Lauderette was suspended. And I remember everything Arkansas did that day centered around the fact that they didn't have a kicker. You know, the plays they called, where they tried to position themselves on the field in terms of second down, third down, because they knew that they were probably going to go for it on fourth. Everything changed that day. And I felt like Saturday, everything was different because K.J. wasn't in there. I think it affects every facet of your game, defense, special teams, everything. Confidence level, um, everything's different when you don't have your uh, starting quarterback. More hog news for you this morning. Arkansas opened up as a two-and-a-half-point underdog going to Provo mm. this weekend. Uh, was it I two? thought it would be more than that. You did, you? Yeah. One, two surprised to see that. We'll get into some other SEC lines later on. They did get some bad news on Sunday. Four-star been running back Braylon Russell decommitted. Now, from the outside looking in, not knowing a lick about the situation, I don't know if it has anything to do with Arkansas losing three straight or what, but that is one of their better players in that class of 2023. We've seen players decommit and then recommit before, and hopefully that'll be the case with Braylon. Yeah, I don't, you know, I got to see him play earlier this year. He's quite the player, and you know, I guess there's time for Arkansas to, to rebound with him, but not, I'm like you. I don't really know what the facts were that motivated yeah. that decision. So. Arkansas soccer won its fifth straight game. Shout out their fifth straight opponent, beat Vanderbilt 3-0. They had their largest crowd of the season at Razorback Stadium, over 2,200. Colby Hale squad starting to catch fire at the right time. Hopefully they continue to win in SEC play. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, there's two things I want to get into in terms of professional sports. Guys, I want to ask you about the recent penalties we've seen on quarterbacks for what they perceive to be as roughing the passer and then how the MLB playoffs have been bogged down by managers requesting to see if there's substances on the pitchers. Has that annoyed y'all as much as it's annoyed Well, me? it's only happened once per play. I mean, you're talking about the Brady play yesterday. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. You're talking about the sack of Brady, and you're talking about what Buck Showalter did last night with Joe Musgrave. And um, I thought what Buck did last night was just gamesmanship. I mean, I've seen that before. Whitey used to do it to the Mets back in the day when the Cardinals and the Mets were big rivals in the NL East. He'd come out and have them check the bat. You know, I remember Howard Johnson, I think, hit a home run, and Whitey came out and made him check the bat. That stuff happens. I mean, it's just pure gamesmanship. Now, the deal with Brady is, um, you know, that's a result of the Tua thing. 
the 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 call came yesterday because he he threw him over when the judgment in the judgment of the official he didn't need to do that. That's where the unnecessary roughness mm-hmm. came in. He could have sacked him without doing that. I guess is what uh, what what the officials judge, but that's a reaction to Tua. And Jerome Boger was asked after the game, he was the referee, they sent a pool reporter to, to clarify, and they said, does this have a result or anything to do with the Tua tongue of Aloha play? He said, no, not necessarily. It was the follow-up question, but he was he was he had to answer you know, everybody wants accountability he had to answer to a, a pool reporter as to why he had that flag and it's exactly what you just said yeah. that the 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 play could have been made without slinging him to the ground i think that you know those are just dangerous plays well what if tom brady had been injured you know what if tom brady had come out of there with a concussion and i look i i i'm the same way I see, you know, the the initial reaction yesterday was, well, I guess you can't sack Tom Brady. Yeah. And I get that. And, and that was my initial reaction, too. But when you watch the play, he could have sacked him without slinging him over like that. And I don't care what they say about two. It may not be in the front of your mind, but it's in the back of it. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. NoHouseAdvantage.com. Promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. What has been the biggest surprise and biggest appointment, disappointment of this Razorback football team? 877 Six three, Tommy. I'll let you hit this one first. What have you been surprised by? What have you been a little disappointed by? Well, the di- the disappointing part's been the injuries. I mean, that's with, where I was going to go to that question. I mean, that you're you don't have a lot of control over it, and it's decimated your team. Uh, so that that's been the biggest disappointment. Probably the the biggest surprise. Hmm. Biggest surprise to me. A couple of them. Matt Landers probably not being able to. To really break out, show off that speed consistently as much as we heard about going into the, to the season, I, I, I'm a little. I guess it could be a surprise and disappointment at once. Um, the other surprise would probably be that's a good one. I mean the the off the offensive line playing solid is not a surprise. Let's go with Trey Knox because Trey Knox has I think been a bit of a surprise at, at tight end. He's played very well there. What about you, Chuck? Oh, well, I would say the you know. From a surprise standpoint, I, I'm going to kind of echo what what Tommy said. I think, you know, we're seeing Keytron Jackson emerge at the wide receiver spot. The production has not come from some of the guys that we thought it would. You know, in terms of Landers and Thompson, um, I don't I don't know that we've seen as much much production there as maybe we thought we might. 
Um, Stevens is coming on. I, I, I think when you look at guys like Keytron and Bryce Stevens, I mean, that's the future of the position there, I think, for the next couple of years. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that the productions come from different people there. And there's no question the injuries are the biggest disappointment. I mean, that's, that's changed the entire face of the team. I think my biggest surprise, because I agree with y'all, the disappointment is Rashad Dabinion. I've really enjoyed because I That's was thinking good. there's no chance that behind the likes of Rocket Sanders, Dominique Johnson, AJ Green, this freshman out of Cedar Grove is going to play a lick. I really enjoyed when he. That's a good one. That's a good one. And to build off that, because I I was running through that in my mind real quick. You know, I can't really say you're surprised by Rocket, but you might be surprised by his numbers because Chuck, while you thought he'd be the feature back, you didn't think it'd be as statistically as dominant as it's been to the to this point rocket's really good and you know this is a good offensive line generally speaking although i don't know that they had their best day on saturday but um you know you need to have one guy that's that's you know that's your bell cow so to speak that doesn't mean you give it to him 20 or 25 times but it means in the critical moments he's the guy that's in there all right that's your red river dodge morning rush daily question red river dodge in heber springs arkansas's number one ram dealer log on at redriverdodge.com This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Professional people, professional service. Schedule your service appointment today at gopascal.com. Not a lot of Arkansas football to this point, but I do want to touch on what shook out this weekend, the rest of the Southeastern Conference. Tennessee, Hinton Hooker and company went to LSU and put a beat down on the Tigers. They walk away with a 40-13 to victory, setting up an undefeated matchup with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Guys, that was a great performance from Josh Heupel and company. Tennessee's really good. I mean, they uh, they've they've gotten better as the season's worn on, and that's going to be a great game on Saturday. You know, when I look at coming out of this weekend, looking forward, you know, Alabama's still got to play Tennessee, obviously, and they've still got to play Mississippi State, and uh, both those games are going to be pitfall or potential pitfall games for them, but. Yeah, that um, that's going to be some kind of atmosphere Saturday when Arkans or when Alabama and Tennessee play. You always say, or you did last week. You you say it on Alabama week. And boy, Alabama has a way of ruining your plans. And Tennessee's <laughs> got a plan of making that that atmosphere in Neyland Stadium oh, yeah. big. Bama you know, seen it before in this cigar game. I just wonder if this game's going to be as close as we hope, or if Alabama comes in and ruins their plans. I don't know. Tennessee's really good. Hooker's good. I think Heupel's a good play caller. I mean, they're they're. They're rolling right now. I think Tennessee's going to give them all they want. I expect that to be a good game. Young will be back, but let's not act like even Bryce Young, after you know a game and a half off, may not have a little while where he's got to get settled in. And I've always maintained. People always ask me, "Where's a you know, where's your favorite place to go in the SEC?" When Tennessee is good, and they are good right now. There is no atmosphere in college football like the one they put on it. That includes Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and Georgia scare you. <laughs> I mean, you can walk outside the stadium and get scared when you play them, but Tennessee's atmosphere when it's you know when it's rolling, that's hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one time I've been there was in 2015, and they were okay. They weren't great. Arkansas right. fell behind 14 to nothing, and that atmosphere got really, really good for a while. And then Arkansas mounted a comeback that was. Uh, uh, Pretty disappointing for the home fans, but I'm just telling you, it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama walks away with a two-touchdown win in that game. They, they're just built for games like this. 
Oh, they've uh, they've won a lot of them, and they uh, they do come in and ruin your weekend. I mean, that's just what they do. They come in and ruin your weekend. Other games, Georgia dominated Auburn 42-10. That game was decently close at half. I think it was two touchdowns, and then Georgia kind of took over. Guys, Harson and company go to Oxford this weekend. If they get blown out, is he done for the bye week? And there are, now, I, again, I shouldn't repeat stuff I just saw, saw on Twitter, but I saw a reporter on Twitter say something about a press conference today at, at Auburn. Has that been confirmed at a 10 a.m.? They got some kind of 10 a.m. press conference, or is that just people stirring the pot? Probably shouldn't even brought that up. I haven't heard that. I, I, I haven't I, heard I, that. I just one. saw it. And it may be you know something on. Twitter, here's but. the thing: Auburn has owned Ole Miss. I mean, you go back and you look at this series; they've owned them. Oxford, Auburn doesn't matter. Auburn's just owned them, and Ole Miss is a 13 and a half point favorite in this ball game. So you know they are. Uh, um, Auburn's in kind of uncharted waters right now, and they, um, you know. The the sharks are circling arson. There's no doubt about it. I guess conceivably, if Ole Miss drills them, then they could make a switch. It's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Yeah, I, I just I, can't, I keep coming back to conventional wisdom that the bye week is going to be where they get him. But that's just yeah, that's the and, old and way maybe of doing so, things. Maybe so. Maybe so. You know, maybe so. And and certainly makes sense. Yeah. Missouri lost to uh, Florida in a close one. They at least covered. They lose 24-17. to Old Miss was actually having a tough time with Vanderbilt in the first half, and then uh, they kind of took over in the second half. One of the games that stood out was South Carolina going on the road. Another backup quarterback situation for a Southeastern Conference team. Kentucky, no Will Levis, and they lose at home to the Gamecocks, Chuck. You know, you were talking about Florida right there. Anthony Richardson's a guy that, you know, we talked about Malik Hornsby and, and, and you know, his ability. Richardson's a guy that is the same type quarterback. Florida struggle. They're, they're real inconsistent offensively. There are times when Richardson, and it generally comes with his legs, he will make the spectacular play. But there are times, and generally it comes with his arm, when he makes a bad read, makes a bad throw, and it looks like he's never played the position before. So you've got some teams in our league right now that are, you know, they're they're still trying to find themselves offensively because their quarterback can't make the throws yet that are required to really have a good offense. And uh, you know, there's 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 three or four of them in our league like that right now. LSU's like that, and Florida's like that too. Last thing, last game, Alabama wins by four. A and M has one opportunity, three seconds left at the goal line. A lot of people were making a, a this or making a statement on Jimbo Fisher's final play call. It looked kind of like a stop route near the the back front corner of the end zone. Guys, did you get a chance to watch? I know you might you were probably traveling at that, or maybe you were back at that point, Chuck. I was back. I watched it. What did y'all I think? watched it. I thought it was a very competitive game that wasn't particularly well played by either side. Just just to be honest, it was a competitive game. It was a heart stopper at the end, and um, but but I think for sixty minutes. It wasn't a very good football game. It was a competitive game, but I think we saw, I mean, both teams were playing with their backup quarterback. So, you know, that's what you get. I, mean, I think it's just a weekend where backup quarterbacks were on display in this conference. You know, we talk about four different situations, and none, none of the offenses got better or even maintained any sort of status quo. Well, you know, we, we, we talk about, well, why didn't you come after the quarterback? Well, lots of teams in our league do come after the quarterback. And, man, when they come after your quarterback, he takes a blow. I don't care how big he is. There's a pretty good chance the other guy is going to come out victorious in that collision. I mean, that's just how it works. And you look at our league right now. I mean, Young and Jefferson and, 
you know, Johnson for A&M and Levis for Kentucky. And, um, you know, there are going to be others. There are going to be others. And when your starting quarterback can't play, you know, everything's going to be different. And the way that defensive lines and the way linebackers, I mean, hey, you got guys running 440, getting head starts, and these guys are sitting ducks. And um, the idea you're going to play 12 games with the same quarterback, if it happens, man, you've been really lucky. Let's jump back into Arkansas football, what we saw in Saturday's loss. Charlie and Camden, what did you see on Saturday? Oh, man. I saw a team that, uh, you know, they could have converted a couple times there um, when they should have. It might have been a different story. You know, one of the things is if you're going to play that drop eight coverage, you got to convert. On the on the mistakes that Mississippi State had, and I know two of them were tough, more diving interception attempts. But I think the one that Drew Sanders had, and I think it was um, Hudson Clark again. I think he had a chance. We had two that we probably should have caught, and uh, those are probably game changing plays. I mean, we just haven't been able to make those this year, and I guess that's probably you know you guys talked about disappointments and. For us, I guess turnovers, just not being able to take the ball away enough this year for me has been – I know we're really banged up back there on the back end, but um, <clears throat> especially with as many times as we get to the quarterbacks. Of course, this weekend we decided to go with a different scheme, but that's really been disappointing for me. And I guess the surprise would be this fan base is really starting to turn on this coaching staff, guys. I mean, it's frustrating to me because – I. I guess they don't remember how bad we were or how awful we were three years ago. And it's frustrating as a fan to see that, you know, and I think Sam's a great guy. I think, you know, it's just, it's tough right now, you know, and I think he's frustrated. I don't know if he really even knows. I don't think this staff really knows the answer right now of what to do. I think they're trying to figure it out. It's not like they're not trying. I mean, look, came out with a completely different game plan defensively and, well, it's not. A, it wasn't a different game plan. They did the last two years, Charlie. Well, it, I think the point that he's making is it's a different game plan than what they played in the first first ball games prior prior to that. I think the point about not forcing inter, or not forcing turnovers is valid. And and you know when you don't have a shutdown defense, you've got to be an opportunistic defense, and you've got to take advantage of those moments. And you know, those were all plays that could have been made. I don't know that you can say they should have been made, but they could have been made. And um, you don't get many opportunities to do things like that. And he's right about that. Look, big picture, though, talking about the coaches. Um, Arkansas's trajectory is still on the right path. They are still trending in the right direction. The arc still favors this program. They've hit a bump in the road. You know, we had a very rapid ascension. We went from Ofer to being three and seven and competitive in every game, and from there we jumped to eight wins and then a dominating bowl performance and a nine-win season. Ultimately, that is a very fast ascension. It went a lot faster than I think a lot of us thought it would. Went a lot faster than I thought it would. I think if all of us are honest in our heart of hearts, we'll admit that too. Yeah. We've had a bump in the road. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your trajectory is still not headed in the right direction. It means you've hit a bump in the road, and you've got to fight through it. But, but I think these kind of turnarounds on this kind of warp speed can be expected because of the transfer portal now. In the well, past, a no coach doubt. needed his fourth year to get his guys in there, but now the, the portal has changed the timeline at least. 
And make no mistake, every day, every single day, every head coach in college football evaluates their roster. Every day. And um, Arkansas knows they've got to be active in the portal again at the end of this year, and I think they will be. You know, I think one of the things that you look at the, the, the numbers from the game that's telling is what's not there. Will Rogers had zero rushing attempts. Not that he was going to run it a bunch. He didn't get flushed. He didn't have to take off on the run. He, got, yeah. he had no quarterback hurries from Arkansas. Arkansas didn't make one tackle for loss, not one sack. Chuck, I don't know how many times a quarterback has zero rushing att- attempts uh, officially, but th- that's a rarity to see a, no, a, you're right. a quarterback with zero rushing attempts. The, the 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 part in there that strikes me is you know no tackles for loss period and one you know, no no game. no well n- not just on the quarterback but just no tackles for loss yeah. period mm-hmm. you know that means that you uh, you know you didn't live in their their backfield very much but when you drop eight a lot of times you know you're not going to be able to do that guys one thing I know is that fall is right around the corner I know it's coming you can feel it in the morning I also know that this is the time of year when you give your thermostat a workout. You know, if you're one of these people like me, I'm going to be comfortable all the time. You're going to give your thermostat a workout. I want to encourage you. I want you. I want to encourage you to sign up for Pascal's Plan Protection Program, Pascal Air, Plumbing, and Electric. Because when it comes to your home service needs, call the pros at Pascal. The Pascal Plan Protection Program gives you seasonal tune-ups, and that's what's most important. Most people need one right now. I do. I would imagine the rest, uh, you know, the rest of you listening do as well. And the pros at Pascal, they can handle that for you year-round. Not just now, but all year-round. They've been in business for over 50 years. They've expanded their services into so many parts of Arkansas now. If you're listening in Hot Springs, for example, they're there. If you're listening in Benton and Bryant and Cabot and Heber Springs, even, even up around Joplin now, they've been in business for over 50 years. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air, Plumbing, and Electric. Yeah, ask him about one of those. Ther- you need one. Of, you talk about your thermostat getting to work. Hey, you need one of those you control from your phone now, so you can switch it from heat they to got cold him. and schedule it. So yeah, ask him about that. That, that is a man of leisure, right there. Well, I'm gonna tell you though, it uh, when when you have to switch it back and forth this time of the oh, year, yeah. or you're trying to schedule it so your wife doesn't put it on 64 in the middle of the summer Ooh. when your when your bill is already at uh, 800 dollars, then yeah, those kind of things come in handy. So. <laughs> Not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. You know. Tom no, is that dad not. that watches the electric bill. <laughs> Turn <laughs> that light off. We had What'd you leave that light on for in there? <laughs> we had a Get note. Grumpy guy. <laughs> when I was growing up, we had a note, and I was strictly encouraged by my father not to touch the thermostat. Now, <laughs> I drove me, my, my little sister, who I love dearly, but she drove me nuts when she would, cr- it would be, she'd crank it up because she yeah. was always cold. Yeah. And I'm like, put on a, Sleeping sweatshirt. Uh, we can't do. I, like, I'm not going to walk around the house naked. Like you turn up the if you turn up the AC, put on a freaking sweatshirt. Tommy's got a lockbox on his. Oh, I've been yeah. to his I house. Mean, it's, like, it's like the Fellowship Hall Church. Yeah, you got to have. That's exactly key. right. A key it's a, it's a, he's he's got the key. Threatens to, to swallow it. You're trying to run a butter knife down in there to move the uh, move That's the thermostat. Exactly right. It's what you exactly have to right. do. God. Tommy's right. kids have a lockdown. So that's what I have to look forward to as a, a father and a loving husband, and <laughs> I hire electric bill. That sounds fun. All right, Phil. Oh, every, everything's going to be higher, too, yeah. I believe me. That's how it works, I guess. Philip and Centerton, go ahead, man. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, with uh, how well the Cowboys are doing, and I heard when I was watching the game that Zach Prescott is probably going to be back next, this coming Sunday. What does the Cowboys do? Because they are so successful, and they've proven it without Zach. 
do you go ahead and do you put him in or do you or do you not mess with something that's going good? You trade him. Ah, they're not going to trade. I was hoping for a better overreaction. Now, Philip, I mean. Uh, some things don't deserve one. Yeah, they're not going to trade him. They're going to play him as soon as he can play, and they better hope they win that game. Well, no, Because I'll, if they don't, everybody's going to be saying that's the reason. The, the thing they need to do is they don't need to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. They need to rely on that defense, what they have under rush. They need to well, rely they probably on, will. on Zeke right. and Pollard and run the football and win games like they've been winning. They've, it's not like they've been playing scrubs, and we'll right. see what they do against the Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday the, night. But they win that game the way they've been working, a team that hasn't lost yet, then you keep doing what you're the doing. The best part of your points well, about the defense, because what was that, 22-10 to 10 yesterday? They've been winning yep. a lot of games without scoring a lot of points, Chuck. Let's not be naive. They're paying this guy $40 million. As soon as he can play, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's but, just how the world works. But – all we have to do is look back to what happened a couple years ago in the exact same franchise with Romo and Dak. That's all. I'm it. not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's how it works. He's going to play as soon as he can play. This idea that it would just be out of the realm of possibility for them not to move on from Dak Prescott, I, I can't get in line with that based on what we just saw Jerry do with no way. Dak's no way. former starter, no Tony way. Romo. They're not going to move on from Dak. They got too much invested in him. They I'm had, not saying they should or they shouldn't, but they're not. Guys, they had a lot invested in Romo too. I know you brought up the figure, the forty million. Romo was making top dog money as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Inflation, and everything well, else has just changed that figure. It's not like I hear what you're saying, but it's not going to happen. So if we were sitting here and you guys were doing sports talk radio and we had this exact same conversation with Dak and Romo back in the day, yeah. We also we're all saying the same thing then. Dak was better then than than uh, Rush is now that, as an overall that quarterback. A, that is a true statement. But this, but you just said it a minute ago. You made you let me let me argue your point with your own point. How are they winning these games? They're not beating people with forty five points. They're beating them with their defense. That's how they're so winning. They're not games. winning because of Cooper Rush. Yeah, no, they're not winning because of him. No question. So what do you do as you brought up? Let's say they beat the Eagles on Sunday night. Rush goes in there, doesn't have the best game. They win. Then Dak comes back. They lose to the Detroit Lions, who have one win this season, who just got annihilated by the Patriots, 29 or 26 to 0. Well, I mean, what if we have a tornado tomorrow, Ty? I mean, we're sitting here talking about what what, what might happen. I mean, what if this? What if that? Well, if that happens, there's going to be a lot of people mad. So, But they're not going to go back to Cooper Rush. The, the same I agree thing. with Chuck. I mean, you don't pay a guy $40 million to – to chart plays. This, guys, this idea that just because someone is making a certain amount of money, but things are going... Ty, they're not going to dump Dak for Cooper Rush. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, I... It's I, not going to happen. Listen, it, we we probably... I wasn't doing sports talk radio when this was going on with Dak and Tony, but I guarantee you people were having this exact same conversation. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Exact same conversation. No, they weren't. I'm sorry, but they weren't. Dak was viewed as the future of the franchise then. Tony Romo was viewed as an aging quarterback then. Everybody wanted Dak. They both have injury issues. They can't stay on the field. Ty, I'm sorry, but you're comparing apples to oranges. 
Can't stay on the field, man. They were just at Dak was at a is at a different point in his get, career, God, not now compared to where Tony Romo getting, was then. He's getting injured the same amount as Tony is at this early of an age. The problem so is, you're going to ditch you, Dak for Cooper I, Rush. I'm not saying I'm saying I'm that's not a, naming you the general man. I'm saying that is a realistic <laughs> conversation. It's not Steven a realistic conversation, had. guys. It is if, not if, a realistic conversation. If, if, it is talk radio fodder and nothing more. If you're talking about being worth all that money you're not worth that money if you're not playing guys he's not playing he's, he's injured hurt. i know you're making my point he's injured every so so year. so your solution to that is let's move on from dak and make I'm cooper not, rush I'm not our quarterback that's what they should i'm just saying that's an actual realistic conversation no, it's that's not. being had no it's not it's doors. an actual conversation but it's not an actual realistic conversation <laughs> well guys y'all stay on the deck Dak's not winning your super bowl i don't know if Russ I, I, is, i'm not arguing not with that i'm not He's arguing not. with you on that point ty no one's arguing with you on that point you're ignoring the realities of professional sports <laughs> We'll uh, we'll put a pin in that and come back to that in a minute. We are uh, it's a hot take money. Those are some hot takes right there, fellas. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. They have golden tea there. It's basically to keep the say, kids busy. It's something like golden tea. Well, I was going to say, it'll keep me busy. I was yeah. going to say, I, I love golden tea. It might be you and me on Friday because Chuck's just going to be <laughs> in the plane. I was going to say, we need to get a wireless, Tommy from Utah Friday. Yeah, you know, wireless headset for, uh, just for Chuck. Plug in the equipment. You'll just hear the. Put us on delay when he hits a bad shot. Uh, the, That's the, right. The cursing for both of us <laughs> in the background. That's something I, w- I will participate in. The axe throwing, not so. Not so much on that. All right, guys, back to the game on Saturday. I know a lot was made about the decision to start Cade Ford, and here's what Coach Pittman said on Cade winning the job. In all honesty, I thought going into the game, if we could turn around and hand the ball to our backs and run the ball, that I thought Ford could pick them apart. Certainly, I don't know if that could have came or not because our protection wasn't there for him. So sometimes you plan on one thing and it doesn't work. I'm not disappointed at all in Cade. I'm I'm not. But that's how he won the job. Didn't really get a lot of 
protection early on to make some passes or there really wasn't any guys open in those initial in that initial couple plays guys well they brought the house i mean you know if if uh you know when you listen to the rest of that those comments from coach Pittman about all that and the hornsby part and you know, he talks about how the pressure came from up front and uh or the middle i should say and that's really where uh that's where they came after fortin and you know on the podcast today, Clay talked about this when we were wrapping up the game, and I think it's a good point. When you've got a quarterback on the other side that you really respect, you know, that you know he, he can make quick reads and good throws and understands the hots and the whole situation, you might not come after him as much. But when you've got a guy on the other side that's, you know, brand new and you know that uh, he's making his first start and He's probably nervous to begin with. I mean, you bring the house and put the pressure on him, and they did that up the middle. And that's why Hornsby, you know, first play from scrimmage. When Hornsby came in, they run the option wide, and he goes for 52. So, um, you know, that's where the you know that's where the pressure was not coming from. And, you know, what they were doing, trying to run the ball inside, and, and even when they tried to run the stretch, I mean, they just couldn't get it going. And that allowed him to just come after Fortin, and they just smelled blood in the water. Yeah, they were able to kind of get after him at certain points, and then at other points they could get Malik, but Malik provided that elusiveness that you saw with that initial play, Chuck, and then other points in the game where he skirted out of trouble and, and made plays. What do you think was kind of different? How, how do you think the Mississippi State defense adjusted under Coach Arnett with Malik Hornsby? Well, I mean, they won the ball game 40-17, to 17, so they adjusted fairly well. I think the thing that, you know, and we talked about Florida a little bit earlier with Anthony Richardson or LSU with Daniels or, um, you know, even to a degree, you know, some of the other guys that are the run-pass option guys. I mean, you, uh, um, you know, you're just not going to be as polished in your passing game and most of your game-breaking plays come with the legs. I mean, you think about the guy at Florida particularly. I mean... Um, these guys can all make plays with their legs, but not all of them are polished passers yet. Mm -hmm. Malik's got a terrific arm. I mean, we saw the throw to Stevens. I mean, he can throw it. He can throw it a long way. He's got a strong arm. Um, But we also saw him miss the pass at the goal line. We saw him miss Rocket on a swing pass. And, you know, when he just kind of threw a bullet out there when he didn't need to. And all those things come with time. They come with experience. Uh, But there's no question that, given the way the game unfolded Saturday, he's the one that breathed life into the team, and he's the one that you know, made you feel like, at least for a little bit, you had a puncher's chance. And there were points in that game where I thought Arkansas would kind of rally around the momentum that they had, and I thought second half, all right, let's, Arkansas gets the ball, it's 21-10, let's go, and then AJ kind of muffed the kickoff, and the tide kind of changed, and the, you mentioned the, the missed throw to Landers. They just had their opportunities and missed them. Well, the biggest thing, though, was they couldn't stop them. I mean, they couldn't stop them yep. all day, and they fell behind early, and they didn't answer. And when they didn't answer, that just compounded everything. But you can't uh, you can't give up forty points and think you're going to win. Yeah, I mean, the, the fourth downs were a problem. Arkansas's yeah, defense. Yeah, I mean, they dominated the fourth down, and we didn't. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, the fact that they tried third. I mean, and I think that affected the way Leach viewed third and medium, third and short. He, he just no doubt he was, about it. He was going to go for it on fourth. So, I mean, they didn't make third, man. No, well, because this is what we're going to do. To your point, there was one point in the first half, because I looked down at the stats. They were three for seven on third downs, Mm -hmm. and they were three for four on fourth downs, which means they went for it every time, and they made three of them. They dominated fourth down, and Arkansas didn't, and that was a big part of the game. Yeah, no question. 
877-377-6963, the number to call or text in here this morning. Tommy Kraft, Ty Richardson, Chuck Barrett. It is a hot take Monday. Guys, what else? Uh, I mean, I, I think about we're going back, we're kind of revert back to the defense when you're saying that we couldn't stop them, Chuck. I was thinking about, I was texting Zach during the break about Jaron Hall, and I said this stretch of quarterbacks, I know you only had to play Bryce Young for basically half, but Bryce Young, Will Rogers, Jaron Hall, what do you do differently maybe this week against Hall up in Provo? Well, I, I, I think the first thing you want to do is stop their run and put some pressure on the quarterback. I mean, that's that's the thing that they've not been able to do. They couldn't do it Saturday. I mean, that's, that's as basic as it gets, I know, but there's not going to be, you know, you're not going to come up with some wild outlandish scheme during the course of the week where you leave the ball game Saturday and think, man, we just outsmarted them at every turn. I don't think it's going to be like that. You're going to face a lot of the same challenges. You know, BYU likes to throw the ball. The difference is, the difference is, BYU does not have anything close to the speed that Mississippi State has. They don't have anything close to the speed that Alabama has, or even Cincinnati going uh, going, going back that far. They're a good team. I'm not suggesting they're not a good team. They're a precision, finesse-type offense, but they do not have the speed. You look at the games they've played, the game they lost, the only team they've played that really has speed comparable to an SEC team is Oregon. Notre Dame doesn't have Oregon speed. And uh, Oregon just, you know, they, they, they beat them, what, 45 to 13? I mean, stomped them. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I do think Arkansas is going to have an advantage there, and I think that's going to help them on both sides of the ball. You referenced the three straight losses Arkansas had last year, and then they finished winning four of five. Now they played UAPB to get them back on track. This is not, and I don't think Bumper Pool or any of those guys think this is going to be an easy game, but uh, how important, Sam was just talking about getting to a bye week. How important is it for them to win this weekend and just get healthy during this bye week? Well, I mean, that's, that's it's very important. I mean, that's, that's the whole goal. I mean, that's, that's what you want to go do. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't go there and win without your guys. I mean, that that coaches. I mean, everybody wants to talk about coaching decisions and well, Modem should have done this and sent more pressure. Pittman should have done that. Bryle should have done this. When you don't have the players to make those decisions with, it just it changes it changes all the calculus. Arkansas and, was outmanned Saturday. I mean, just you know, put on your thinking cap for a minute. I mean, they got Will Rogers. We got our backup guy. That's not just an advantage. That's a huge, game-changing advantage. We went into the ball game with three or four guys that we planned on playing in the secondary this year already out. You lose two more in the first half against that quarterback that they're going to have a hard time keeping off the all-conference team um, against that guy as opposed to Mississippi State bringing the house against our backups. I mean, when you apply logic to it, I mean, the idea that, you know, Gosh, if they just made a little bit better adjustment here, we'd have won the ball game. That, that's, 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 you know, uh, I just, I don't know how anyone can draw that conclusion. I'll just put it that way. We were talking about Bumper breaking the record earlier. They announced during the game that Will Rogers broke the all-time, not just Mississippi State record, but SEC record oh, yeah. in completion. So it's not like you're playing a bum on Saturday. He's not chopped liver now. No. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the year, we know Bryce Young's probably going to be first team, but you going to name him or Hendon Hooker second team? That's going to be the big yeah. debate. Well, Saturday may uh, – if Tennessee <laughs> wins Saturday, Hooker may be first team. I was going to say, uh, you know, you don't know. But um, there's a lot of great quarterbacks in our league, and Will Rogers is one of them. There are other teams in our league that struggle at that spot to find the right balance between run and throw. 
we've kind of moved beyond that with KJ. KJ's not the most accurate passer in the league, but he's serviceable. And they've done a good job of putting him, putting him in spots to make throws he can make. But it's all predicated on being able to run the ball. And, you know, frankly, I thought Mississippi State ran the ball better than Arkansas Saturday. We can talk about all these other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, Mississippi State ran for more yards than they had in any game in the Mike Leach era. And Arkansas was not able to establish their running game early on the way they want. And all these other things bled off of that. As Sam talked about, they were okay with getting up two to three yards, but when they were getting up five, six, seven, it kind of changed the complexion of that. Let's go to Brent Stuttgart. Go ahead, Brent. I just want to tell you guys, y'all are the only talk show host I would hold for 30 minutes before I got on. Y'all are... Brent's attention span's so... about like mine. It better be good quick or I'm gone. You got that right, Chuck. You... Hey, Chuck. You know me too well. I've got the attention span of a gnat when it's not going good. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. All right, let's talk. Let's put this Saturday. Let's put this Saturday, to, the last Saturday, to bed. It, it's okay. Let's don't let's don't get all bent out of shape about it. We were we were we were going to the OK Corral with a BB gun this week, uh, and. Uh, we found a, and let's just don't forget, Mike Leach, he does an awful lot with that three by three by five index card. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he does. He's efficient. <laughs> he's got that he's curl a, working. He, all those left-handed riders have. You know, he wants to have that curl there when he's working that thing. Oh, oh, heavens, heavens, yes. I want to. I just want to say this. We. We found out that if uh, Malik Hornsby is a football player, he did I, he did mighty well for his first time of really sustained sustained action, and I re- I believe we will go to BYU and win the game. I truly I tr- I believe that with all my heart, but I also believe that. Given enough time, the Hogs could beat the Russians in ice hockey if need be. But uh, I really think they're going to win this game. We just need to get to the bye week and try to get somebody to try to get some of our guys healthy because we're a, we're a we're a mash unit right now, and we're we're just we're just trying to. Uh, we got the red, the hog badge of courage right now. We're just trying to get 11 people out there on defense. Brent, thanks for the call this morning, man. Yeah, Chuck, you referenced it in hour one. You can't just sign. It's not the NFL. You can't just go sign a corner or sign a safety and kind of have to deal with what they have. And hopefully Miles Slusher will be back. I think his addition, if he's ready to go, will be huge if he can play this weekend. Well, it certainly would help. I mean, it's, uh, hey, you know, I mean, I hate to be facetious, but if you're a warm body, I mean, you got a chance to help on uh, help on that side of the ball right now. Hey, guys, I want to talk to you for just a second about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I talk about them a lot, and I want you to understand I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. This is not a situation where, you know, I'm writing notes down about somebody I don't know. I'm telling you about my experience, and I've used, uh, I've been a partner with them really for buying a home and selling a home. And, you know, 
I know some things about some things, but I know what I don't know, and I don't always know about real estate transactions. That's not my area of expertise, but it is theirs. They're trained real estate professionals, and they were able to talk me through all the things that I wondered about and answer the questions that I had. Most importantly, get me from the contract to the close. And I think that's going to be your experience, too. Now, they've got offices in Fayetteville, Springdale. They're in Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They've opened a job, or an office recently in uh, Branson, Missouri. So uh, you're going to see their yellow signs, and you can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. He was talking about personnel there a moment ago. It's clear that KJ's the biggest a return player you can get off the injury list. Who who would be that player on defense to fill the needs that the defense has? Not necessarily the best player, but the one that fills the greatest area of need this week on defense, Chuck. Oh, it'd be nice to get Slusher back because he's an experienced hand back there. And uh, you know, it's not to say that's the magic wand, but it'd be nice to uh be nice to get him back. You know, um here's the thing and and I don't know that there is necessarily the answer, you know, for what ails Arkansas in the secondary. Um, Will Rogers was going to have a big day against Arkansas, I think, regardless. You know, we, we were talking about KJ. I, th- I think um, we had a text that came in about this a minute ago. And, and yeah, Will Rogers was going to have a big day in all probability against Arkansas's defense regardless. The thing that Arkansas was not able to do was answer offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll go back to a point I made in the 6 o'clock hour. I'm not shocked Mississippi State on the, scored on their first possession. Now, I'm a little surprised. In fact, I, I'm real surprised it came after a kickoff that was out of bounds and three penalties on the first drive. Didn't expect that. But I'm not surprised at all. If you'd said Mississippi State's going to go 75 yards after a touchback, wouldn't have surprised me at all. But Arkansas did not have the ability to answer. And I think that is where, when you don't have the ability to answer, it does affect the other facets of your game, even if it's just psychological. Um, I'm not saying K.J. playing would have turned the outcome of the ball game Arkansas's way, but I do think there would have been some answers offensively. I, I, I don't think that it would have been 21 to nothing, for example. I think Arkansas would have had an answer offensively, but didn't happen, and you know we can talk about that until we'll, you know, we're blue in the face. We sat here at the end of last week saying it would take 35 to 40 points yeah. to win this game. It turns out it, was 40, it would have taken Arkansas 41. I believe if K.J.'s there... You maybe maybe that total doesn't go as high because Arkansas controls more drives, but you know it became apparent in that game Arkansas was going to have to score somewhere around thirty-eight points to have a chance. It turned out forty-one was the number, and you just didn't have a way to do that. I don't think there should have been any other expectation going in, though. I mean, you know, Mississippi State. I mean, just look at the numbers. Mississippi State going into the game it averaged thirty-eight points a game, and Arkansas had given up right around thirty. So based on that. You're going to see a game in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to win, you probably need to hold them a little bit below their average. And you need to, you know, maybe uh, maybe score a little bit above yours. And so um, I don't think it should be a surprise that the game, if you were going to win it, you were going to have to win a game in the 30s. I felt like early on when Arkansas couldn't answer, I thought it became obvious real quickly that they could not get into the 30s. They were not going to get into the 30s on Saturday. I I think that was evident in the first quarter. And when that became apparent, in my mind, I thought this is going to be really tough today because, um, 
you know, I just don't know if we're going to be able to score enough points. Yeah. I just thought one of his five yards, five yards, five yards, five oh, yards. One hey, that was the difference. Out of the state running game, that, uh, this is going to be death by a thousand cuts here. I mean, they just uh, – and, and that is the difference. Sam Pittman said that on the pregame show. Again, I, I don't think there was anything surprising there. What makes Mississippi State dangerous this year is they can run the ball. I mean, they, they, they are a legit running team because you have to respect their pass in the way you play defense. And finally, finally, he has decided to be more physical up front and take advantage of the times when the defense gives him the run. They've not been able to do that before. They've not been able to take advantage of those situations before. They can now. I, I, I still don't know how they lost at LSU. I didn't watch that game. I don't know how they lost at LSU because the last two weeks they have played like gangbusters. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.